extremely hot in our city. Extreme temperatures, very, 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 very hot. Which I'll throw out the reminder mm-hmm. since we're talking about it. Don't leave your dog in a hot car, everybody. No, because we're going to boop your window. Doom, doo doom, 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 doo doom, doom, boom. Let's snoot, snoot, boop. Let's snoot. Welcome to Let's Boop Snoots. I'm Heidi. And I'm Vero. And we are going to Boop Snoots today. That's the musical portion. I think Vero went to a pretty cool event today. And I just I just wanted to do some catch up on some stuff that was going on with me and my dogos. So do you mind if I take it away, Vero? Yeah, take it away. Take it away. Take it away, take it away, take it away now. So yesterday, um, this whole past weekend has been extremely hot in our city. Extreme temperatures, very, 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 very hot. Which I'll throw out the reminder Mm -hmm. since we're talking about it. Don't leave your dog in a hot car, everybody. No, because we're going to boop your window. (laughs) (laughs) We will. We will boop your window. Yes. Um, anyways, so I was invited by a friend of mine that I hadn't seen in a while to go to one of the local parks where there's like two huge like rivers close by. There's like a little sort of more of like a creaky like like river. And then there's like our big river in the city that we live in. So anyways, so she <laughs> went to the other like creek side because she said not as many people go there. And I hadn't been to that side before. And I didn't know what my Weimariners were going to be like because... They don't like the swimsies so much, but mm. um, I guess it was like hot enough outside. But so um, Gibbon was swimming. He went right up like and went swimming around in the creek. I couldn't believe it. And I don't know hey, if it's, Gibbon. this is this is our friend that has two golden retrievers. So one of them was like literally like deep sea diving in this creek. <laughs> like she would get out <laughs> Harper. It's Harper and Avery, oh, these yes. two girls. And Madame um, Harper. Yes, Harper just loves the water to the point where, like, you just can't get her out. So she was snorkeling around, and she loves when you throw rocks for her, and she thinks it's a fish, and she goes paddling around and pawing at the, I'm air quoting right now, fishies (laughs) in the water. But anyways, they were just in there having the time of their lives, and I guess it inspired um, my gibbs. Lou wasn't so quick to go into the water, but I would. I was walking out because it was pretty shallow, so I could walk out like a little, little bit far enough, and Lou would come no problem. So she was splashing around and running around the trees. And again, Lou is uh, our little our rescue that we took from the breeder. She was returned to the breeder, and I'm like I'm pretty sure she spent most of her life in a crate, and so she just would run up to me every once in a while with this big smile on her face that was like, this is the best. I love you so much. <laughs> best day of my life. That's, I'm pretty sure if like we had a doggy translator that that's what she was saying to me every time she <laughs> this ran up to me and this sat with her best. goofy smile on her face like, this is the best life ever. Thank you so much. I'm so glad you're my new mom. Oh. But anyways, um, the one thing I wanted to mention was... Um, the whole point of this story is that I hadn't seen this friend in a while. So when she saw Gibbon, she was like, oh my God, she's like, he is like in 
perfect condition. He is like a Greek god of Weimaraners, like just so <laughs> muscly and like just very like in good shape. And I was like, oh my God. I was like, thank you. Because if you haven't listened to the show, uh, we've really struggled with the Gibbon. He's one of those super sensitive tummy dogs. He had like this event where he ate birdseed and which was high in fat content and he got pancreatitis required a whole lot of like vet veterinary visits and care and stuff like that and we've just struggled so much with this food and diet and keeping things down and not having so much diarrhea and vomiting and it's been like a real struggle with them and um the reason why that like sort of like just stuck out to me was because two weeks prior we were at another dog park and we ran into um another gentleman that had two weimaraners he had the light colored ones we have like dark ones or the blue weimaraners if you will Mm -hmm. so they're like the super dark gray and he had the super light gray weimaraners and we were like well look at this we're like it's a distant (laughs) cousins and the gentleman was like super nice he's like are he's like how old are yours and we were like oh they're both five and He's like, oh my God. He's like, good for you. Look at the shape they're in. They're amazing. It's like, they're perfect. <laughs> He's like, good for you guys. And I was like, he just like super overreacted to you. I just was was taken aback by it. But then when I saw this friend that I hadn't seen in a while, and she sort of said the same thing about Gibbs, I was thinking, I mean, I always think they look good. <laughs> but... <laughs> But the fact that, uh, you know, we got a couple of comments on the shape that he's in, like, I find like, ever since having a dog with these problems, and like looking at other people's dogs, like, I'm very conscious of like, weight and the shape that they're in. And so like, when I see like certain dogs, I'm like, ooh, they're getting, they're getting a little chunky. (laughs) But (laughs) yeah, at the same time, like, my perception of chonky might be like a little bit lower than other people's thresholds just because like Gibbon legit looked like a skeleton. Yeah. Like I said, those like, if anybody's a Harry Potter fan in the book, there's like these skeleton horses and that's what like Gibbon looked Aww. like for a long, for a long time. Cause he just like <laughs> could not keep anything down. So, but now his diarrhea has been good, right? It has been good. He's still like, again, like we have different people that live with us in our house and like, like one of my husband's friends um, rents a room from us in the basement and his kids come every second weekend and every Friday night it's pizza night and every Friday night they're feeding the dogs pizza crusts. Oh no. (laughs) And that kind of stuff. So the odd time, like I I can tell, like, and I just, I just said, like, I have to just constantly remind people, like, I know, like, it's just, you want to give the dog a treat. Everybody wants to give a dog a treat. You think it makes them love you more. It's fun. You make them do a little trick. You make them work for it. It's an easy way to train. But, like, I just tell people, like, it's okay to do that with Gibbon, but just pull some of his kibble out. It's, like, right there in the kitchen. Just pull Mm -hmm. some of his kibble and you can give him that instead. He'll eat it. Trust me. Maybe put a (laughs) little bowl little balls everywhere (laughs) yeah exactly because um I know like and Lou like his cousin who's licking his butt right now right next to me (laughs) (laughs) she can literally eat anything she's got stomach of steel and she's does not have any digestive problems it's just the gib so like Lou can eat like anything Hmm. so you can give her treats galore but gibbs not so much so anyways so I just wanted to bring that up again because I'm very happy that my precious little Gibberino has has done so well. Good job. And he's back to normal and looking like a tip-top Greek Adonis. Good-looking Gibbon. A good-looking wine. <laughs> <laughs> okay, stop licking his butt. 
no, no more. It's because he's got a bobo on his butt. He's got a big old bobo on his butt. All right. So what did you do today, Barrow? Today, there was a meet and greet for a rescue organization. So it was the Eastern Ontario Podcake Rescue Organization. So they held a meet and greet at the (laughs) Stray Dog Brewing Company in Orleans, which is just outside of Ottawa, about 20 minutes. And they had, so this is a brewing company, so they had beers, um, they held a bake sale, raffle, and then there were pot cake adoptables there. So you got to meet some of the dogs that are up for adoption that they saved from Barbados, Caribbean, um, and then there there were some foster families there, and then there were individuals who had previously adopted a pot cake so they were part of the like alumni group nice so it was pretty packed so inside um, there was a bunch of people inside um, grabbing some beers there was a couple of dogs inside when I got there there was this long table with baked goods um, and we weren't sure I'm pretty sure there were like human baked goods and then also (laughs) doggy baked goods were they clearly marked which is which (laughs) I think there was a mix (laughs) See, my boyfriend said they were all like doggy baked goods, but I'm like, I'm pretty sure I saw some cookies that were for humans, but who knows? Because sometimes, <laughs> you know, they look alike and I bet you they taste delicious <laughs> regardless. Yeah, I was going to say they're probably, you could probably eat both. It's just that, you know, maybe the human ones are a little bit tastier. Maybe, probably, probably more like sweet. Yeah. <laughs> Um, and then there were a bunch of people outside as well. What I found difficult was knowing which dog was an adoptable. So there were some people there that brought their own dogs um, that were obviously not pot cakes. But then there were also people there with dogs that kind of looked like pot cakes, uh, dogs that were previously adopted. Um, so are pot cakes. So I approached a couple of people asking them like, oh, is this one of the adoptables? And one of them had two dogs and the couple said that one that they fostered before, they now adopted. And then the other dog was part of the adoptables and his name was Logan and he was like really cute, um, a little bit, a little tiny bit skittish, which is understandable um, Mm -hmm. because of where they come from. And I got to pet Logan. And then there was this other lady. Uh, She had a smaller dog named Leona. So (laughs) I asked her if her dog that she was holding was part of the adoptables. And she was not. She had adopted Leona previously as a puppy through the organization. And I asked her about her experience. And she had like nothing but good things to say. Um, Because she adopted Leona as a puppy, there wasn't really much of that adjustment phase when she brought Leona home. Um, Thinking about like when you bring a dog home from down south where they're kind of like a stray dog, a street dog, and then you're bringing them into this home. um, You know, it's it's kind of scary for them and they're out of their comfort zone. So they have this adjustment. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They have this adjustment period, um, but she said that the organization is very good to help you transition with that. Mm-hmm. So that's good to hear. And then I spoke to one of the volunteers asking 
Uh, like if I were to be interested in adopting one of the dogs that are here today, what would be the process? Is it accelerated because now we're at this meet and greet? Um, but no, we ha- I would still have to go through the application process, um, same steps. So that, that was good to hear. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I was, the only thing I would do differently is bring Ralph. Yeah. Because I felt a little out of place. <laughs> yeah. So Vero and I had a quick chat about this and it's like, although it sounds like an amazing thing, I would, I would tweak a few things to just organize it a bit better. So either put tables with the adoptables so that you can approach them and be like, ask them specifically about that dog and, and that sort of thing, or like do it something like by color coded leashes. So like any dog with a green leash is, is an adoptable. So you mm-hmm. can approach that person with the dog so that they're not stuck waiting, sitting with the dog who can, who may not be able to tolerate that, especially with all the other dogs around. But at least if you're go- walking around socializing with beer <laughs> and stuff like that, you can walk, go grab a beer, walk around, you see somebody with a green leash, be like, oh, and, and you like the look of that dog or you're interested in it. Then the other thing I would do that I think would be awesome is set up like a little fenced in area so that if you were to bring Ralph or your own dog, cause you're planning on adopting a second, mm-hmm. then you could maybe go into that area and let them meet each other Ooh. off leash, run around, see how they do. And with one of the people from the company there to be like, Oh yeah, this looks good. And like, blah, 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 blah. And then you can both take note of it so that when you do go to adopt, you can say we met, uh, fluffy at the at your stray dog brewing event uh we approached you we filled out and they should be handing out application like forms there or like at least the link to it or whatever where you can say we approached fluffy uh ralph and fluffy met they they went into the fenced in area and everything seemed to be good like and then yeah you can put that in your application process so that they know it doesn't it may not accelerate like the application process but it, you might be able to skip the step of where you introduce like your animals to one another to ensure yeah. that it's going to be a good fit you know what i mean it's a good at idea least skip that part i wonder if there was have. a way to identify them and i just didn't like notice it yeah maybe they yeah it's it, like they should put up like a huge sign somewhere. I mean, like green means go green means yeah. go <laughs> and that sort of thing. But that sounds like it was cool. Yeah, it looks successful. Um, and who yeah. was the organization involved with them? Is it just Stray Dog Brewing that does this? Yeah. So they were like the, I guess, the venue where okay. they were holding this event. And And who was the organization like in charge of the dogs? The Eastern Ontario Pot Cake Rescue. Ah, uh, yes. Okay. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. And I think they had one previously as well. So I think they're doing this regularly. That's awesome. Yeah. Maybe I'll go That's to each cool. one. <laughs> and and I totally forget what the deal is with Stray Dog Brewing again. Do they just donate part of their proceeds to like, I don't different- know. Dogo organizations. I don't know. Maybe we can look them up. So, did you see any cute pot cakes there? It sounds like suitable though, like Stray Dog Brewery. Yeah. Yeah, they were all like did really you... cute. So, I met Logan. He was a bigger dog. Mm-hmm. A very good looking dog. Uh, Leona was cute. They were all cute, like in their own little way. There was this dog that I saw on their website named Jay. <laughs> 
He looks a bit like a border collie mix. So cute. He was there today and I didn't even see him. I was so disappointed when I saw like on their postings that that he was there and I was like, oh my God, I miss Jay. <laughs> my boyfriend's like, we can go back. And I was like, no, because I'm just going to bring him home. <laughs> yeah, no, they were all cute. There was one inside that had a little gated area with a pee pad. Mm-hmm. Um, so he was obviously an adoptable. But yeah, so cute. So I was looking on their website just to see if they're like affiliated with dogs and stuff. But no, then the, the name of their company comes from like not being uh, chained up by your own personal feelings of not being able to chase your dreams so like it says like they started out their company from like the what if like they were two students they were buddies they were like two dudes Mm. into like the same sort of sim and then they 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 decided to take a chance on the what if because they liked their beer they liked going to listen to music and stuff like that so they started making their own um, craft beer and um they started their company together. So the, the Stray Dog Brewing Company name comes from, it says, uh, metaphorically, a lot of us feel chained up or held back in one form or another. These chains can be the result of external forces or they can be self-imposed. And uh, these two guys had the will to break free from these chains and venture out into the unknown. And um, so the Stray Dog Brewing Company is about the freedom to do what feels right and uh, to take the risk to do something great, even if it means leaving the security but i think it's cool that they Hmm. and it's very applicable to it (laughs) is the dog the dog (laughs) arena as well so i'm glad that they're that they're hosting these events and stuff yes yeah it was pretty cool oh my god i think i I might just end up with a pod cake (laughs) (laughs) i'm surprised you didn't can you like I wonder if there's any sort of organization that does this type of event where it's like you just show up with a bunch of dogs and so that you can just show up and leave with a dog if you want (laughs) probably but I doubt it I mean I'm sure there's like sketchy (laughs) sketchy events where you can just leave with a dog I think like yeah now, don't quote me on this, anybody, but I think other rescue organizations have been doing this as well. I think maybe sit with me. Not sure. Oh, yeah. But I think like more on the west end of Ottawa. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm not 100% sure. But I mean, it's a good idea. You get to meet the dogs. Like if you see one on the website and you're like super cute description sounds like would be a good fit. Um, you get to, to see the dog and like Heidi said, like bring your own dog. And yes, it would be nice if they had like this little fenced in area. Mm-hmm. If they could like meet. See, they had that before. Like, I wonder if you can rent that f- fencing and stuff like that, how cheap it is. Like, I know there's costs involved in, in doing these events. So you want to keep it as cheap as possible. And sometimes you have the equipment like tables and fences and stuff like that if need be. But sometimes you don't. But I can remember going to like dog event in, um, at the RA Center, which is a place like um, in our city here where they have like quite a bit of green space like in front of it and that's where they had it like in the summer outdoors and they I can remember they had like this area with like just a whole bunch of kiddie pools and it was fenced in so that you could bring your dog in there <laughs> and let them loose and let them go around and jump from from pool to pool or whatever so that, that was that was pretty cute and fun but um yeah I think it would definitely be worthwhile for 
some of these events and stuff like i said if if the goal is like dog adoption and like rehoming dogs like there's a lot of people a lot of people who are going to do that already have a dog and we know that that's part of the process yes so or even if like you know if people because if you make it sound like that's the purpose for going there then again we we talked about a lot of the processes involved in the various ways to adopt or purchase a dog like whether it be you know through a breeder which obviously breeders don't need to do these events they doing just fine but (laughs) um like if it was even the humane society or like all these different organizations like sit with me walk with me anyone who's doing the adoption process like um i think these events would be worthwhile if you did ones more focused towards the adopting than going back to what some of those processes are like i can remember describing on let's boops newts going through the humane society where my husband's brother was living with us at the time so we walked in there and i it had been years since i had adopted an animal and usually it was cats before then but i can remember having to fill out the application form first before even getting to see the dog and like when Ooh. so when we were like all right like let us see them like they were like okay but we saw that there's like another person living in your household and we were like, they made us come back. And I was just like, what? I was like, like at the time, I was just like, yeah. what is this? Like, give me a dog. <laughs> but, you know, <laughs> things have changed. Like, I understand the rationale behind it now and like learning more about dogs and stuff. But if you were to have an event that was the, the focus was getting these dogs adopted and doing part of the process there so that it does like expediate things or that that type of thing, then you would know to bring like you could put that in the information for the event. If you are planning on adopting a dog, this is a meet and greet event. These are the dogs that are going to be there available for for adoption. We will have an area. If you have another dog living in your household, bring so that we can mm-hmm. uh, do a meet and greet and see how it goes. And there will be applications um available at the event so that you can go sit down with a tablet or whatever like like fill in your stuff um and put it there and then somebody who belongs to the organization can put in a note like met with the other dog all members of the household were present blah 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 so that it does like when then you can follow up on it afterwards and you've already done like half of it and it just makes it like more fun like if it's an event where there's like other stuff going on there and like you get to participate in it with your dog like I think that would be awesome and worthwhile. I agree. Maybe we should like expand uh, podcasting into doggy event or <laughs> planner. Yes. <laughs> a doggy event planner. Can you imagine? <laughs> Weddings, adoptions, <laughs> <laughs> birthday parties, baby showers. <laughs> exactly. Baby showers. Or that we could do like gender reveals when like people are getting their puppies like through their breeders. Oh. <laughs> It was funny, like pre-pandemic, like even pre-pandemic, there was a few people getting puppies at at my work. And um, like, I guess there hadn't been people who had had babies in a while. So we were laughing and joking, saying that we were going to do a gender reveal for their for their puppy. And then the pandemic happened. And now like half of our unit is off on that <laughs> We are not we are not waiting for baby showers anymore. <laughs> oh, it's like bankrupted the entire unit. On lots people's baby showers. Lots of babies. We're going to have another um, baby boomer. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Due to COVID. For sure. But uh, I think it's definitely worthwhile for us to explore uh, doggy event planning. <laughs> I think so too. 
Oh my god. Yes. Oh my god. So, <laughs> I've been so. doing, as you all know, some e-collar training with Ralph. Oh, yes. And his walk, his walks mm-hmm. have mm-hmm. been like almost perfect. Oh, that's and awesome. He, like he'll accelerate with me. I slow down. He slows down with me. Um, I stop. He sits. And the other thing, now that we have that down pretty much, um, it takes them like a couple of minutes when we do start the walk. So every time we start the walk, I do the like change of direction, e-collar. And then when he's by my side, um, I say yes. So it takes a few times and then he gets it. But then I do want to start doing spatial pressure training for the walks to create that like boundary where he's not walking in front of me so there's like this line um that starts like at my legs and Ralph should not be passing that line when he's walking so he's kind of walking a little bit behind me so what I'm going to do with that is um when Ralph is walking as soon as he crosses that line I quickly turn into him um in a walk towards him until he disengages with me and then keep walking. So every time he crosses that line, and I guess I didn't quite understand the disengagement part, but I guess it's kind of like you're being assertive. You're walking into their space. And the disengagement part might mean that you've kind of like, I don't want to say one, but <laughs> they're kind of just like, okay, okay, good. Yeah, it's, it's, like, an, it's, it's like sort of intimidation. <laughs> Yeah, they yeah. like acknowledge that you're walking towards them and they're like, okay, whatever. Not whatever, but like, good. And then they disengage with you. It's sort of, um, I was laughing because like, even when I was talking with Vero before earlier about going to <laughs> um, this park with my dogs, I said like, and sometimes I say like, you know, we sometimes compare the dogs to children, but sometimes not like we do like in healthy and funny <laughs> ways and then don't when in in terms of how we treat them and our boundaries with them <laughs> because, you know, they're dogs and not people. But anyways, uh, I find that people have different comfort levels, right, with their dogs and with their kids. And it, it, so it's hilarious hanging out with with um, other people because, like, my dogs, uh, I, I let them run out of sight because they just do. Like I said, Gibbon's recall is, like, not the best. So even going to that park and, like, th- them running out of sight, you could tell it was making my friends, like, they're like, oh, where's Gibbs? Where's Gibbs? Where's Gibbs? I'm like, ah, oh, like, he'll, he'll come back. But you can tell that's not a comfort comfort level for them. But, but it is for me and it this happens in so many different ways like when you're with people like I've talked to other like friends who have dogs where they go for a walk together and this sort of thing and uh like their dog is like being super annoying to other dogs to the point where the other person walking with them is like and like are you gonna do something about it like (laughs) (laughs) but like there's some people who are just like oblivious to like a dog body language or like behaviors and like what's sort of acceptable so it's very interesting in the dog park like aspect of things but in as you're talking about like the space and like the disengagement it's the same sort of thing like like with parenting right like if I was like if my dad was like you know like do do this and I'm like no and then you could hear him get up and start and walk it's like okay okay (laughs) it's like I mean business like yeah and then you're like okay I'll do it I'll do it it." like yeah as soon as they come (laughs) 
<laughs> walking towards you. I can remember distinctly the sound of my dad walking down the hallway if I had yelled something <laughs> from my bedroom and I was like, oh, he means business. Okay, I better. <laughs> and it's the same sort of like thing with dogs, right? Yeah. Like, so when Vera and I were chatting about the like spatial pressure and um, when you just say that word, it doesn't really like mean a lot, but I use it pretty regularly like and especially a little bit more now with since we got Lou and trying to teach her place so if I'm sitting there and like we literally were repeating this over and over again like I'd have her come sit as a Lou place so Lou sit Lou place and like while she's like when I knew that she knew it but she's just sitting there in front of me like like staring at me I step into her and then she's like, okay, okay, okay. And then she yeah. like goes to the place mm -hmm. and, and it works like honest to God, nine times out of 10. Or if we've been practicing plays and she's supposed to be sitting on place and she gets up and starts walking off and I go, uh, and I get up off the couch. She like immediately goes back. She's like, okay, okay, okay. I'll say, I'll say. Yes. <laughs> that so spatial pressure doesn't even have to be like walking right into them or like no. approaching them or anything. It's just like the, like my dad coming down the hall after I've, sass mouth them <laughs> it's like oh, okay he means business I better do what they're asking of me yeah it's so, kind of like you become relevant yes to them and with the yeah. walking it is kind of like and I do it I still do it like when I zigzag with Ralph mm -hmm. um like I'll walk into him sideways and he'll go sideways with me so I'm creating yeah. that like pressure where he's aware of what I'm doing and he follows what I'm doing yeah. Now I would like him to walk not behind me, behind me, but um, yeah. that like boundary where you're not passing my legs. So yes, I will be like turning into him when he does that. So he, so he knows like not to do that. And hopefully at some point um, yeah. it clicks, right? Like, okay, so yes. when I do pass her legs, this is when um, she turns around into me. Yeah. So I'm, be aware of that don't and it's interesting that you're talking about this too because it reminded me of something that I did want to say on the podcast so when I've been walking with Lou on a structured walk I noticed there's times where she's leaning on me like leaning onto my leg and I was like is this just like a her thing is this like a bad thing should I be correcting this is there something that I should manage this like in some way or form and um because like of all the googling and stuff that we do like I get solid canine like videos popping up like regularly on all all of my soch and and um Is she I just facial pressuring you it's <laughs> you're supposed to correct it so yeah. I just happened in on this Q&A that was talking about leaning so I was like oh and so I like I looked at it and it was a Q&A session with a uh, solid canine and Jeff Gelman was just saying pop, like pop them with the leash like out where you want them to go or whatever but like absolutely and it was just talking about how to correct like the leaning and it's just so funny because she doesn't do it all the time but the odd time it's like and I don't know whether the leaning is because there's something that's intimidating her and she's just like leaning into me a bit or whatever. But it's it's true. She leans into my legs while we're walking like and it was so annoying in the winter, like when we're walking in like deep snow and like your footing is already like sort of like and then she's like leaning into your legs. And I was just like, why are you doing this? Like, And I didn't know whether it was her like scared and like a comfort thing. And I like it was just so much harder in the winter. But now like on our structured walks and now after watching that Q&A, it's going to be like, no, mm -hmm. uh-uh, uh-uh, Lou, uh-uh. Uh -uh. And um, uh -uh. 
this is uh, the spe the spatial pressure can be um, exhausting, and this is where it's easy to let the behaviors like slip and stuff like that too. But if you get up and correct them every time when if you when you're expecting a certain behavior out of them, and I'll go back and use my place as an example. So if I put my dog in place and I'm sitting across the room on the couch and they come off, if you stand up and make them go back into place until you give the release word, like they know that you're going to correct them. That's when they know that that's a boundary and that's where the learning happens. So I get that we get tired and you get home from work and you're just like, oh my God, and you don't feel like correcting them. So they come off of place and you're just like, oh, I'm too tired to do it. And then you don't mm -hmm. correct them. So and now they... they and then they win. And then now when you say place to them, it just means, oh, okay, I just have to go there for like 2.5 seconds. And then after that, like no big deal. She's not going to do anything. Yeah. Whereas, whereas if you correct it in the beginning, it is labor intensive. You have to get up off the couch. You have to walk into them, guide them back, make sure they go there. After a certain while, if if you just put your foot on the floor, they're like, oh, okay, okay, okay. It's like, <laughs> again, like they just know. They know that you're <laughs> going to make them. Yeah. So you don't have to get up like as much as you did in the beginning, I'm not kidding when I say you put one foot on the floor and they're like, oh, okay, okay. Yeah, back and they go place. back. See? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Do you have that with Ralph? Uh, a little bit. We're getting there. He's been pretty yeah. good though. I am surprised. I am impressed and I am surprised. <laughs> yeah. He's been really good with the place. Uh, the other thing that he's been doing, um, especially we have Mochi here, uh, this week, it's been almost like a week and a half now, and Mochi constantly whines. Mm. She is at the window. She sees like a squirrel and a bird outside, and she is whining. And she goes to the door, and she goes back to the window. Um, and I don't know, like, I know sometimes Ralph will see somebody walk by, and depending on who it is or if they have a dog or something, he'll bark. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not super annoying, but I I want to stop that. So what I've been doing is um, where I'm sitting at my dining room table, I can see outside. And mm -hmm. if I see Ralph see the person and go to the window, mm -hmm. I say, Ralph, come. Or Ralph, yeah. place. Yeah. And I make him sit. And he'll look outside and he'll look at the person and then he'll look at me. And then once, like, the person is gone. Mm-hmm. I gave him I give him his release word. So that's creating like a little bit of self-control in terms of barking. Yeah. Where like, hey, I can sit here, see this person <laughs> and not bark. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, but I try to catch it before he barks so that he doesn't associate, okay, I bark and then I go to place and I get a treat. Yeah. So I think like I think Mochi might need that, but I I don't know how she is at her own oh home. I don't yeah. think there's as many windows because she's in a townhouse. So she has the oh, okay. back window and a fenced in yard. Yeah. So she might be okay. But it's yeah. sort of tough. Like it's almost like and like I don't know how the owners are with you or whatever, but I would almost be tempted to put the slip lead on and make her just like you have to give them a command so that they focus on something else like yeah. other than. I was doing it with her a little bit. Yeah. When uh, I got her to come to me, which she did and she sat there. And she was okay. Oh, that's good. Yeah. So she yeah. listens pretty well. But she has these like little quirks that I'm like, oh, I would I would fix that. <laughs> but yeah, probably not an issue where she is from in her own home. Yeah. 
I want to make sure that I give a Mr. Rogers update. <gasps> oh, yes, yes, that's right. So last week I talked about meeting uh, this dog that was up for rehoming through Walk With Me Ottawa. Uh, we did meet Mr. Rogers, my boyfriend and I, um, the Walk With Me owner and trainer and the owner of Mr. Rogers. And uh, we came home, we kind of wanted to think about it. And then they met with another potential adopter and they went with the other potential adopter, um, which is fine because they, I trust this Walk With Me Ottawa um, individual. Her name is Emma. Um, she's very knowledgeable and you could really see that they cared about this dog and they wanted the right fit for him. And they went with the other individuals and which is great because now they made this decision with a bunch of information. They had two different people with who they could go to and they chose the person that they thought was going to be the best. Um, they did mm -hmm. post, <laughs> they posted um, an Instagram post from the person who adopted Mr. Rogers. So obviously I creeped. <laughs> <laughs> and I must say that they probably, that they, not probably, they for sure made the right decision. So this yeah. is an individual that lives in the country, oh, um, nice. has access to water, it looks like. And yeah, like I think, just I think Mr. Rogers is going to be super happy. Location, location, location. Yes. <laughs> yes. Oh, that's so nice. So good for Mr. Rogers. Yeah. Yes. That's and so I trust awesome. that like I know they said like we would keep you guys in mind if we were to get other dogs to rehome. And now I have this trust where if she reaches out to me with this dog that she needs to rehome and she feels like it would be a good fit for that dog to come with us, that that That's, it's going to be a good fit. Yeah, that it's yeah. going to be a good fit. Exactly. Yeah. So yes. way to go, Mr. Rogers. Way to go, Mr. Rogers. Whoop. <laughs> Whoop. Oh, that's so great. It is great. Yeah. 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 We were a little sad, but we were like, well, it is for the best for Mr. Rogers. There's plenty of dogs in the dog sea. <laughs> yes. Speaking of... Shall we do our adoptable, adoptable um, portion? Yes. yes, we shall. So for this portion, I we select a dog from a rescue organization and we read the description. And if this is a dog that sounds right for you, reach out to the organization. So again, I went with Sit With Me Shelter Dog Rescue. They have a lot of like cute dogs on their website. Oh. Very cute adoptables. Uh, this dog's name is Flopsy. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I we should have called Lou. She's so Flopsy. Oh, continue. Sorry to interrupt. She looks like a <laughs> pod cake, actually. Yeah, <laughs> the pictures are funny. She's so cute. She has like these Flopsy ears. All right, description. Flopsy is a confident, outgoing girl who loves people and has a mischievous side. She absolutely loves other dogs and would love another one in the home. She loves all the attention she can get from her people. Flopsy is great with other dogs. She loves to play and wrestle. She can play all day. Sometimes the other dogs in the home need to tell her when enough is enough. Fluffy, Fluffy, 
(laughs) (laughs) Flopsy hasn't met any cats while in Canada. So it sounds like she is a little pot cake. She would likely do fine with slow intros and a dog savvy cat. Flopsy is still learning her manners and sometimes jumps up on people. Because of that behavior, we are asking for older kids in the home. Flopsy is a medium energy girl. She loves her walks and outdoor play. With practice, Flopsy definitely has the potential to be a great jogging partner. Flopsy is a typical puppy. When she is bored, she tries to chew things in the home that she shouldn't. Flopsy is mostly house-trained. She will need a family who would be willing to work on her potty training. Flopsy is crate-trained, and she can be in there overnight and for up to three hours. She does not love her crate and really wants to be with her people. She will need a home with someone home more often. Flopsy knows the commands sit, paw, and wait. She would love a family to take her to obedience classes and continue with her training. Flopsy does not love the car. She doesn't get car sick, but she is unsure being in the car. Flopsy's favorite thing is to run around the the backyard at full speed. Flopsy is an adorable dog who puts her whole heart into everything she does. She loves receiving attention and giving it. She is an active dog. She runs super fast. She jumps and loves to play with other dogs and humans who can keep up with her. She can also be very cuddly. She loves to go under the blankets to curl up and sleep on your lap. So Braid is pot cake. Sex is female. She is seven months old and she is of small size, 14 pounds. She is spayed and her color is tan. She's so, yeah. so cute. She sounds very cute. They all have they all have those same ears, the pot cakes, eh? They're like they're like little triangles like folded <laughs> over. Yes. Like there's so many of them on the website here and they all just like look the same. Yeah. It's the little triangles, the little triangular foldovers. Yes. <laughs> like a like a folded tortilla. <laughs> if I get a pot cake, I'm going to call it tortilla. <laughs> tortilla. Uh, she sounds cute. A couple of behavior she things, does... but nothing that can't be uh, that can't be fixed with some training. Yeah. Oh, she sounds super cute. Super cute. <laughs> the one where like her head is tilted. Bloop. I Flop. Know. Flopsy. I know. A flopsy daisy. Floopsy daisy. Oh my gosh, she's with so me, cute. Ottawa. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, she's so cute. She is, right? Ugh. She is. Let's just adopt all the dogs. Yes, please. I can't okay. pick. I want all of them. I know. Yals. Yals. Yeah. How do you pick? So Heidi, how do you pick? Like you're like, okay, I'm getting a rescue. There's so many of them. <laughs> I would literally just like just go through and read all the profiles and and until you get narrow it down to a yeah. few, and then list what the pros and cons and figure out what the work is that I would have to do with them. So and then go based on that. Yeah. Ermigerd. Ermigerd. Not for now. Not for now. If anything, my takeaway with this Mr. George thing is um, doing my training with Ralph. Yeah. Yeah. So I think I, I, have I thank to say, them for it's that. Helpful. <laughs> yes. No, yeah. for sure. Because like when, because I never had a puppy before, and I, if you can remember me talking about this, I 
knew I had work to do. So I worked with Becky and I'd never trained Becky really. Like, I mean, she got into the routine of her house and she, it just happens after a while on your own went after like, you know, yelling repeatedly at your dog Mm -hmm. (laughs) to do things and stuff like that. But I never knew like how to train dogs until like I was going to get the puppy and got the help from our friend Mish. And when I started training with Becky, my relationship changed with her so much. And I was like, oh my God my Becky, my Becky girl. And it got us more ready for a puppy in the house. So she was trained and would listen to me so that she was listening in her place when I needed my space with Gibbon to do the training that I needed to do with him. Yes. Yes, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Once you'll know when you're ready and at least you're working in the, in the meantime. And if something comes up, like you already have a lot of good behaviors and stuff like that in check and balance before you Mm -hmm. bring a pupsy daisy. Pupsy a flopsy daisy, daisy into your house. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yes. All right. I think that's All a right. wrap. It's a wrap. Tune in next week on Let's Boop Snoots. Boop, boop. <laughs>